Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Mark Aram. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center is on alert. alert. With immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, traffic red alerts, from Cobb to Cherokee, Carroll to Gwinnett, Fulton to Forsyth, and all the rest. All the rest. WSB. WSB. Depend on it. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. Good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there. It's 10.07, 7 after 10. This is the Mark Aram Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. If by chance this is the first time you've ever tuned into the Mark Aram Show, you have hit the friggin' lottery, my friends. Uh, Tonight on the show, comedian Gilbert Gottfried, actress Rosie Perez, and assorted other goodies, but the uh, the headliner of the show tonight, if you will, joins us live in studio. He is a comedian. He is at the Punchline this weekend. You must see him. He is Theo Vaughn. Theo, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How Mark, are you, sir? Thank you for having me, man. Great, dude. Great to be here in Atlanta, man. Uh, I'm a New Orleanian, so this is kind of one of our neighboring, you know, we're kind of neighbor cities. We're... we're um uh, in the football world, yes, we are not. We are enemies. We, we are mortal enemies. enemies. The we Falcon, are. and as a Giants fan, I always laugh at that. That the Falcons actually consider anyone their enemies when it comes. Right. To, like, <laughs> come on, you're the Falcons. You, you don't have mortal enemies. You have, you know, you have neighbors. The, yeah, the you have like, you're the neighbors. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, yeah. To me, it is neighbors. It's still neighbors, man. Yeah, uh, but yeah, great to be up here, dude. I love it up here. How is it growing up in New Orleans? So I went to. Six straight Mardi Gras in my 20s. Jesus. And uh, I can't tell you the story <laughs> on the air. How are you doing? <laughs> I can't tell the story on the air when I realized that the sixth one would be my last one. <laughs> Let's just say it involved the ugliest girl at Mardi Gras, mm-hmm. which is very tough to say because Mardi oh, yeah. Gras, it's not all tens and nines. Uh, it's not even all sixes no. or fours. So I, uh, the story was... A bottle of warm Johnny Walker Black, a brown paper bag, and the ugliest girl at Mardi Gras on Bourbon Street. I said, this is it. I can't do this anymore. It's over. So you you hit a rock bottom down there, it sounds like. I, I bottomed out <laughs> I mean, really at, at Mardi Gras. Uh, in New- I've had I had a great run. Yeah, it was a great six year like run. There are three hotels that I'm still not allowed to uh, to stay at in New Orleans. <laughs> the Bourbon Orleans is one. Oh, that's a good one. You missed really one. they. They forcibly <laughs> said, "You are never you coming are back here, Mark." Mark. Aram. Yeah, you're uh, out, dude. But what's it like growing up in the the Sin City like that? I mean, it's just bizarre. I mean, everything becomes a possibility. I think <laughs> you know. I mean, in, in a good and bad. Yeah, way. liquor is everywhere. Uh, I had a weird family growing up. My dad was seventy years old actually when I was born. What? Uh, so I had like this bizarre kind of crazy like kind of upbringing because my dad was so old. So was he a vampire like? Uh, the the Tom Cruise uh, Brad Pitt vampire movie. He might. I mean, he it? never. He looked like he. I don't know. He'd he nap had a Anne lot. Rice book. 
Yeah, that, that Anne Rice movie. You know what? He would sleep all day. So <laughs> exactly. maybe he was, dude. 70-year-old dad maybe when he was born. Okay. Yeah, he was pretty wild, dude. And uh, uh, my mom, he would always, he, you know what's crazy? He's dark, dude. He would play tricks sometimes like he had like passed Died. away. Yeah. And like, I would be in the room. <laughs> that's messed up. Oh, dude, that's so dark. So, so anyway, up. that's how I became a comedian. So he would fake die in front of you. Yeah, he would fake oh die. Well, every God. child <laughs> fears the death of their parent. Yeah. Right? So yeah. so young Theo is probably like, that's Dad, I'm afraid so... you're going to die. And he says, me too. <laughs> Jamie Bendel from The Punchline, <laughs> yeah. uh, you're the you're the dad of a handful, a bevy of daughters. Have you ever faked your death in front of your daughters? <laughs> no. Now no, we're giving him no, ideas, no, too. I, yeah, no, I've not faked my parents. Yet. My parents would be, they'd be like, oh, you're totally adopted. That was their line. They would never fake die. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, no, we found you on the street. You are not part of our uh, bloodline. Right. They would do that to me. You yeah. know what? And I, I think that we should uh, put some of the responsibility for that mm -hmm. on some of our major news organizations mm -hmm. because they periodically <laughs> will run the story about the baby found on the doorstep. Yeah. Yeah. So there's legitimacy. <laughs> it all, all goes a back little to bit the of truth. Evil yeah, mainstream right? media. Yeah. But in turn, I would do that to my younger brother when when I my younger brother was born and he was uh, almost six years younger than me. Yeah, I would always mess with him. Oh, you were adopted, dude. Yeah. Can you say that to a spouse? Wow, I'm not married, dude. You were adopted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had my fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to be careful with spouses. <laughs> yeah. All right. Man. So the your uh, the credit to your uh, amazing comedic rise is the fact that your dad screwed with you. Pretending to be dead. Yeah, that, I mean that's, that's how it started. That's how it started. It was pretty wild. So I mean that was just kind of a crazy. I mean I grew up in the, like uh, kind of the suburbs of New Orleans yeah. more. Like uh, our town's most famous Lee Harvey Oswald went to our middle school. Shut up. Yeah. Are you serious? Yes. Where are there? Is there a plaque there or something? Oh, uh, they it? had a. There was a. There was rumor that they used to have a, the basketball team used to be called the Young Gunners in no. honor of him. But there was never. No way. There was. <laughs> but there was never. It wasn't like they had pictures of him on the T-shirt. <laughs> You know, or on the jersey. They did, they, was it the gym named that? The uh, Lee Harvey uh, Oswald No, gymnasium? but I will say this was a library on the third floor, and I used to go up there and just kind of just let my imagination run wild sometimes. Unbelievable. You went to the high school that Lee Ar Harvey Oswald Middle school. Middle school. It was a middle school, Which yeah. is even more messed up, because that's probably where he started, you know, he's hitting <laughs> no, puberty, right. and he's like, yeah. you know, screw this democracy stuff. Oh yeah, and it's a beautiful corner corner window from that library. I mean, it really you get a you can <laughs> see yeah you can yeah. see the entire like it's a beautiful it's a beautiful the whole building, the whole playground <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the whole playground. playground. Yeah. Um, Theo Vaughn in studio is at the Punchline this weekend. Uh, tickets still available online. Punchline dot com. So um, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you now? I'm 36 now. 36. So how long you been in the in the comedy uh, game? I've been in for about 13 years, man. I started out actually. Uh, I came off a reality show. It was a Road Rules cast. Shut Remember that show. Up. MTV Road are you Rules. kidding me? Yeah. Which season? Um, I was in 99, man. So they had season nine. We actually came through Atlanta. We went to Emory University, and uh, they made us bungee jump with our parents, like tied to, uh, tied I together. I vaguely with the feet. remember that. I'm more of a real world guy. Yeah, well, but my was. wife is a road world's girl. Oh, so oh interesting. It's a split household, oh. mixed marriage, if you will. <laughs> um, but that, how did you get that? That's pretty. cool. I was just a kid, man. I was going to uh, school. I went to University of Arizona. I went to LSU, and I just it was like walking across campus, audition, and ended up on there. Yeah. Um, but then now, 13 years later, I just had a Netflix special. That came out. The it was called. Uh, it's called No Offense. Netflix original just started streaming about three months ago. Um, so it's awesome. We shot it down in New Orleans. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, we just had a great time, man. A lot of people came out. And uh, have you been asked to go back onto that? Uh 
that challenge show? The oh uh, no, I'm like 11 years challenge. sober. I've been out of the program a long time. Okay, good. So that's just a bad scene, then. You don't want to get involved in that. Yeah, no, it just there's not like a future in it. Like you know, kind of. No, well, I disagree. There's kids there that that's that's what they do for a living. Is they go to this right they do yeah, the yeah. challenge shows on yeah, MTV. Oh, I, oh, definitely. This yeah. dude's like this guy's like oh, hopefully this year he wins what like a glaucoma endorsement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like it's definitely a little. There was a there was odd. a guy from the original Road Rules. Mark, I Mark, know exactly who he is. Yeah. He's older than me, and he's on that freaking show. Yeah, still. he might be like forty six. Yeah, something. but I mean, I think that's <laughs> that's the universe. Yeah, I didn't want that for like my full life. No, you know? I, and that's a smart move. But uh, your, your father that fake died would be very happy <laughs> that you decided not to do that. Um, total aside. Yeah. After Road Rules goes on the air, you you've just got to be rolling in um, coeds that just. Oh, I mean, yeah. you're you hit the height of co-ed fame right there in that show yeah that was it and that was the height of mtv really a lot yeah. of people don't realize it and there weren't any reality shows out at the time I mean, there was rear world and road rules and that was it um oh i had a blast dude i remember i mean making love to some women outside of pittsburgh and they were all jumping out of a bus window afterwards we just had them in a hallway <laughs> just running them around like just running them through like rotisserie chickens brother oh my to be goodness. honest with you no offense if you know, you, you were, were one of the chickens. Yeah, <laughs> you were one of the chickens. <laughs> All right. Open up the hatch. If one of the chickens is listening in Atlanta, Theo totally apologizes <laughs> for throwing you out of the bus. Well, they jumped. I oh, mean, right. I held their hands and they would, lay, you know, oh, then you yeah. drop. It was only about sure. a foot after they were fully laid out. Anyway. Gotcha. Uh, but speaking, yeah, man, had some good times. Speaking of food, rotisserie chicken, now I'm mm -hmm. hungry. Uh, New Orleans cuisine. Mm -hmm. For an amateur that's going to go down to Jazz Fest or Mardi Gras, whatever, um, what are some do's and don'ts for New Orleans cuisine? I mean, I think uh, if you're going for desserts, I think you got to get over there to Cafe Dumont and get some beignets. The classic. Um, I think you got to, you can hit, I, I would get, uh, I would get bread pudding anywhere. There's a gas station <laughs> by the airport okay, that has great anywhere. bread pudding. It's a gas station, bro. Like, and it's so nasty in there, I wouldn't even buy gas there. <laughs> but but the I will stop pudding. there for one of the biggest servings of bread pudding. It is a huge serving. It must weigh three pounds. What, what, I, okay, so what is bread? What is? Oh my god! We're not going to show you how the sausage is made. Just eat the freaking <laughs> bread pudding. Okay, <laughs> bread pudding mean? is one of the best desserts of all time. Yeah. Oh, dude, Underrated. that's not the same as upside down cake, is it? No, no. no. Okay. But that's good. I've too. had some issues with upside bread pudding. Down is cake. like the Lord just came and spit in your mouth, yeah, brother. It's I mean, it's good. Amazing. All right, so go to the gas station and get bread pudding. Gas station or the airport to get bread What's pudding. It's a shell. It's right there when you're leaving. Jambalaya and etouffee what's the etouffee is i think a little bit more fancier and they can kind of i mean both of them i feel like are kind of foods where you can hide things you want to get rid of as parents <laughs> so a lot of people don't realize that it's also a cheap parents uh yeah. it's a it's a it's a vehicle for a cheap parent to really you know get rid of some leftovers my mom used to do that with beef stew yeah, totally, yeah. totally. So it's our beef stew, like, uh, but etouffee is a little fancier. Gotcha. I usually have a little bit more cheese with it and stuff like that. Okay, uh, and then the jambalaya is just you know a rice, any kind of meat, and then they you cook anything enough, it can kind of look like a sausage. Sure. So they're doing a lot of that down there, and I think they've actually been getting rid of some hamster meat down there. I don't doubt it because I, I used to grew, I grew up actually in an area where they used to breed hamsters. <laughs> breed them for food? Yeah, uh, I don't know for food. Oh. Or, you know, field work. I don't know what they were doing. We almost hit the breaking news sounder right there. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Uh, Theo Vaughn is at the Punchline this weekend. Uh, the new Punchline, by the way. I don't know if you've ever been there, Theo. It's in Buckhead, Peachtree, Roswell Road, Landmark Diner. Yeah, right by the Landmark Diner. Uh, it's great. We had a, uh, yo, uh, I haven't been there, and it's awesome, man. Amazing new showroom. Amazing new menu. Showroom. Yeah. yeah. Big don't a lot get of the jambalaya, party. though. Don't get the jambalaya at the uh, at the diner. Not unless you want to uh, have the uh, you know some duck that was from last week. Yeah, they just hide it in there. there. A lot get, of get the tuna melt, get the gyro, <laughs> yeah. 
cheese omelet, delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't even know if that that might be the one thing that they don't have on the menu is jambalaya. Oh, they have like, yeah, they probably they do, do. have it. <laughs> they have like I'm an sure eleven-page menu. Yeah, yeah. I, fe- I used a bookmark earlier when I was. I fell asleep during the appetizers. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, I'm gonna snooze a little. Yeah. Oh, that would be interesting. Like menu on tape. Yeah. You could just like have somebody read to you the menu. There, there. Are, did you used to go to? We had a famous, famous fondue restaurant, which I know sounds weird here mm-hmm. in Atlanta. It was in Buckhead. What was the name of it? Dante's. Down Dante's the down the hatch. And you go in there, and they had their menu in 60 different languages and Braille. No way. Really? It's the only place I've ever been to. They had a Braille menu. Mm. And it's all for stuff that you're just going to dip in cheese anyway. Yeah, it's basically uh, oh, hot cheese, okay, and meat. All right, got it. Done. <laughs> okay. Sold. That would seemingly be like single sheet. Yeah. Well, their menu was... <laughs> I actually took one of their menus before they closed down. I went mm-hmm. to the last night that they were open, and I, wow. I, I stole a menu. You, you guys like aren't going to need these. No, but I, 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 that's weird. I collect is it, menus. Is it stealing from a business that's closing? <clears throat> yeah, I felt guilty. It's technically Because they're going to write a lot of it off anyway, I bet. And also, how, I also I want to investigate how shady it is that Mark went to a la- is shutting down fondue restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> kind of well, well, it, it was it's development. A, it had nothing to do with yeah, quality of the cheese. They were knocking it down and putting up a high rise. Right. Uh, but that's a good point, though, because they knew they were going to close for three months. So, you know, like... Two weeks out, the guy's not really reordering <laughs> yeah, stuff. I, okay, so real, true story. Yeah. When we were moving out of the Punchline original location. Good, okay, good story. I, uh, I have right now in my office an entire rack of leftover cheese sauces and Ooh. jalapeno cans. And <laughs> what, for what are you going to sell them on eBay? What's I don't know what yeah. I thought I was going to. I did them. take one of the the punchline menus before you closed yeah. down too. Wow. <laughs> okay, now this I want to hear what else this guy. Has. I, yeah, I right. collect what uh, what I for Who a long you? time. You know, people have coffee table books. Who, no one's going to read a coffee table book that comes to your house. It's right. just dumb. There's no reason. So I thought came up with the idea. I'm going to throw menus on there. So I've got That's menus a great idea. from all these amazing restaurants in Vegas and New York and New Orleans. Oh. And so people come over and they're like, what the hell is this? Right. Yeah. You know, a Dante's menu. Wow, that place is close. And yeah. it's just a great uh, little thing. That's actually an interesting... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that's great. That's so, really cool. I like that, actually. Yeah. So what what I want you to do, Theo, when your world travels as a comedian, start stealing me menus. Start collecting them? Okay. For my, uh, for my coffee table. And now, look, I just came here to, to just kind of share some humor. <laughs> now I'm a part of this dark world that he's in. Now that's I'm how it happens. shutting down fondue restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it happens. Uh, hey, that's and the other place... throwing a chick out of a bus. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you got you to gotta pay your <laughs> pay for We kind of help them leave. Hang out one more second. Was there I will, definitely. Hang out. Just walking out the front of the bus. I think because there were other chicks waiting to come in at yeah. the back of the bus. You don't want it's awkward. Thing. It's awkward. You gotta. We've all done that. You've never thrown the chick out of the bus because the other. <laughs> I, well, first of all, I've never been the girl on the bus, uh, so I assume, for the yeah. sake of argument, if I was the girl on the bus, I wouldn't assume I was the only girl on the bus. Well, you don't want. It, we'll we don't want to walk this. back out of the hall. It's like yeah. it's the you, walk of shame. It's the walk of shame. And other people are waiting to go into the shame. Yeah. So you want to kind of take an exit? I don't think exit. so. I don't. I'm, I finished the peach tree. I, I finished. I finished the peach tree road race. I don't walk away from other people yet to finish. I'm like, the I got my t-shirt. Confident. There's more. Race. There's more t-shirts. We're losing it. Theo Vaughn in studio is at the punchline this weekend. Stick around. This is the Mark Aram Show. Uh. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show still to come. Ooh, a great charity. Uh, a guy named Michael Wall is coming up next with this amazing charity called Dry Butts. Hmm. 
I want you to stick around and hear that. And then uh, Rosie Perez, Gilbert Gottfried coming up Love on the program. Rosie Perez. Gilbert's great. I just did a cruise with him recently. He is hilarious. He was just at the club like last I did month. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, that's his th- this is his third time on the Mark Aram show. I, mm. Is it really? Yeah. I did a cruise with him and Dom Irera, right? Love Dom. Uh, and the Impractical Jokers. It was like, just a great time. And I have a photo of Gilbert meeting a woman's baby, and the baby looks just like Dom Irera. <laughs> if I, I'll, I'll share that with you, Mark. Yeah, if you, you want to put it up on your social media. Yeah. Speaking um, of social media, Theo Vaughn's in studio. He's at the punchline this weekend. Obviously, you're hilarious. People want to uh, be near you, be with you. Women want to be on buses with you. Get on. <laughs> How can they connect with you via the social media? Uh, it's just at Theo Vaughn, T-H-E-O-V-O-N. Um, I'm out there. I'm on uh, Twitter. I'm on Snapchat. My snaps are legit. I'm on Bumble also. You never know when you might find a wife. And uh, okay, what else am I on? I'm probably on a few watch lists. Well, I've never even heard it. Bumble, what's that? Bumble's like a dating app, but where the woman has to contact the man first. So now mm. you match, the woman reaches out to you, you say hello back, and then they never respond. Oh, so it's... <laughs> it was just back to tender, <laughs> but, you, but there's that extra moment of hope. Bumble. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, Bumble's know, a good one, man. All right. Uh, well, listen. Uh, you got to go see Theo, obviously, at the Punchline. Uh, tickets still available online. Yes, they are at punchline.com. Uh, best of luck. Good to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Mark, and, man. Uh, I appreciate it, man. And next uh, time you come by, swing swing in here. Yeah, well, I'm going to come in and menu. drop off a few menus. Yeah, exactly. uh, check right. out the Netflix special, <laughs> Theo Vaughn, uh, No Offense Streaming, and, uh, and just come see us this weekend. Absolutely. All right, news, weather, traffic next. This is The Mark Aram Show. If you don't know... I'm WSB's Clark Howard. From Cobb to Cherokee. Carol to Gwinnett. Fulton to Forsyth. All the Metro 11. You'll get severe weather. A traffic riddler. Breaking news. Breaking news immediately. Accurate. From the WSB 24-hour Breaking News Center. WSB. Depend on it. Welcome back to the Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. 1035, 25 in front of 11 o'clock at your beck and call every Monday through Friday. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Joining me now in studio, a couple of special guests. And I want to let them explain to you why they're special and why they're on the Mark Aram Show. But a little background. I met these folks at the, uh, what was the name of that event, Michael? Uh, LeaderCast. The LeaderCast event up in Gwinnett County, which is an amazing event. If you've never been there, checked it out. It's it's just this great, positive, uplifting event with amazing speakers. And um, it, it's just a fantastic thing. And uh, the most amazing person I met there wasn't Nick Saban. It wasn't Andy Stanley. It was this guy, Mike Wall, um, who was uh, set up next to the WSB booth there. And I got to talking to him, and I was blown away by what he is doing with his life right now, or at least part of his life. Um, He started a company, and I wanted to share with you this amazing thing he's doing. And I'll I'll leave it there, Michael, and you can explain to the listeners why I was so blown away by what you're doing. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it, man. Um, Well, it's kind of funny. Um, I'm a 40-year-old diaper man. (laughs) <laughs> not wearing them. You're not no, wearing well, I, I could. You, you have no idea. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so what we do is uh, we created a unique diaper for third world countries. So what we've done is uh, we have tried to lower the amount of children and babies specifically that die from fecal matter. Mm-hmm. Um, 2,195 children die daily from fecal-related diseases. What? And let me say not that again. Not a year. No, not a year, a day. 2,200 a day? Yes, and that is according to the CDC in Atlanta. Wow. And it, yeah, that's exactly what I said. Uh, it's crazy. And that's not malaria, that's not, that's a fecal matter Fecal death. matter, a very preventable death. Wow. Babies are dying specifically under the age of five. Mm-hmm. Most of them are under the age of two. And from simple things of hygiene, 
mm-hmm. sanitation, and of course water. Well, diapers specifically help control the sanitation and hygiene. So if you can control inside your home the fecal matter, then you can control your child getting specific diseases and so they die. So 2,200 kids a day die worldwide. Yes. Where are, are most of these deaths occurring? I'm, ass- I'm assuming third world countries. Yeah, yeah. It would be in developing countries specifically mm-hmm. that have a lack of sanitation. There's another number that blew me away, that over 2 billion people live without proper sanitation, without a toilet. So one-third of our world lives without a toilet. Wow. I mean, I couldn't imagine. Could you imagine waking up in the morning and not having a toilet? place in the world. I know. You sit there for like an hour. rename the uh, stall over here after me when I retire. That's how often I'm in there. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, we think of the basic, basic things in our lives that we could not live without, and one of them would be a toilet. Mm -hmm. Over 2 billion people live without a toilet. And so as I begin to start examining, I realize you can clean all the water, and you can actually build all the toilets in the world, Mm -hmm. but if you don't give babies diapers... That's where the moms are bringing the babies in the home. So we attacked that. We decided, and my wife and I both decided, we're going to do something about it. You know, we can't necessarily save the world, but we can save somebody. Mm -hmm. So we developed a unique diaper just for developing countries. Uh, It's very specific because you can't throw an American idea into a third world country. So what I mean is I can't take what would work for me and go into a developing country and say, hey. Here's a box of Pampers. Yes. That's not how it works because who's going to keep paying for them? And where are they going to throw them away? They have no trash service. Good point. So then I went back and said, well, what about typical cloth diapers? Because I know back in the 50s and the 40s. Yeah, our our parents and grandparents, that's what they did. Cloth diapers. The problem is they're made out of the wrong fabrics. Mm -hmm. They're made out of cotton, hemp, and fleece, which actually is hot. So now you have um, uh, actually problems with uh, diaper rash. Yeah, and because also most of these countries are, are very hot. Right? Oh man, 120 yeah. degree weather. It sure. is hot. And then second of all, um, how are you going to get the bacteria out of the material? Well, they have to boil them. Well, who's going to boil a diaper in a third world in country? In the middle of the desert. It ain't going to happen. Yeah, sure. So what when I did was... When there's water issues, too. You don't have water, extra water just to boil yep. a diaper. So you need something that's not going to harbor bacteria. Yeah. And what we did was we created a diaper out of dry fit athletic material. That actually wicks away everything that 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 uh, issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually will go and easy to clean in a bucket of soap and water, and actually dries in less than an hour. So the fabric, and you showed it to me. So. Um it, it's amazing. You brought one in tonight for apparently Low T Chuck's going to try it on. Yeah, I was going to see who I could get the diaper onto. <laughs> but it's it's like uh, like I don't want to say Under Armour material, but it's like that yeah. kind of. If, if if the listeners are trying to envision what this diaper is made of, think of those stretchy shirts or yep. like uh, when I used to play baseball, I'd wear the uh, exactly the undergarments that were. Yeah, actually, how I came up with the idea, I was sitting across the, the um, table from a friend who was wearing a Nike Dry Fit yeah. T-shirt, and I was like, man, I wonder if I can make a diaper out of that. So. Are you? Have you always been obsessed with diapers? Or how did you and Starla get uh, into the the diaper? Even the knowledge of knowing that diapers are needed in third world countries. Well, I, actually, um, when I came back from uh, from Haiti specifically, mm-hmm. I went to my wife and said, "We got an issue. We got to do something." And so we started researching and realized that dry fit material will not harbor the the bacteria and would dry really quickly. And so we decided we were just going to you know create a diaper. Uh, we decided that we were going to get into that well, to help. You, you went to Haiti. Starla, did you go to Haiti? I've been to Haiti before, but not that particular trip. And these are mission trips, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you come back. You've never been in the diaper business. Mm-mm. You've never been in the clothing business. I mean, any, nothing at all. And you say None. to your beautiful wife, hey, we're going to start making diapers for third world countries. And what did you say when, when you heard this? 
um, I, I was kind of shocked. I was like, oh, well, okay. I mean, there's a need for it, so let's look into it and see. Mm-hmm. And then he asked me if I would sew them. And I'm like, I <laughs> have never sewed anything in my life. Yeah. <laughs> but I know someone who does. And we have a friend who has a little, you know, she has she makes baby items for her business. Her name is Jill Oxford. Mm-hmm. And she basically, you know, came on board with us and made a pattern and helped us so through it. So give me a time frame here. How long, how long ago is this where you came back from Haiti and you said to your wife, hey, we're going into the diaper business? About two years ago. Wow. So that quickly, mm-hmm. this has escalated. Yeah, about, about two years. Uh, we couldn't get manufacturing fast enough, mm-hmm. so that's when um, we went to our friend Jill. Uh, we talked to her. She helped us create the diaper, and then we bought a whole bunch of uh, sewing machines mm-hmm. and made our first 800 diapers from our uh, kitchen table. That's amazing. And now we have full manufacturing, and so uh, we simply named our company Dry Butts. That's that. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Dry Butts, is, spell it for it because it's not... It's the traditional spell. Yeah, it's a D-R-I-B-U-T-T-S. And the reason why we called it that is because we use dry fit material that we want to cover butts. Exactly. It's as simple right. as that. No, it totally makes sense. Uh, Starlet and Michael Wall in studio from Dry Butts, an amazing couple that I met uh, a couple months ago. And they're doing uh, an amazing thing to help a lot of, lot of kids. And I'm just blown away by that number, Michael. 2,200 yeah. kids a day die because of, of fecal issues. And this is really uh, a, a simple solution I can't believe no one's thought of this before and and realized that, hey, we need uh, to do something to help these kids out. Yeah, and, you know, I'm definitely a creator. I'm very creative myself. Mm -hmm. And so the reason why we kind of got into this is because I saw a problem and want to create a solution. So you're right. I had no experience. My wife had no experience in the diapering world Mm -hmm. and really even the clothing world. But we did have experience in the problem-solving world. Uh, I had been in ministry for over 20 years, had been going into uh, foreign countries and third-world countries, and know this, that you can't just take a product and throw it out a problem. That's never going to be the answer. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we actually we educate. We have leadership on the ground, which is so critical, and then we put the diaper in. Uh, we don't put the diaper in without education or without You're leadership. You're not just air dropping these things no. off of uh, developing No, nations. because then, I mean, and, and not no pun intended, but then we'd just be the government, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what we have to do is we've got to be very smart in how we help. Show them how to use the Because yes. I'm sure they don't know what the heck a diaper is. No, they is. put it on their head and run around with yeah, it. They would totally. n- have no idea. Most children and most moms have never seen a diaper before. Majority of the time when we put diapers on them, they actually are walking around like they're riding a horse because they <laughs> have, yeah, bow-legged. They're going around because they've never done that. We show moms how to put diapers on. They've never put them on their children yeah. before. So I'm assuming you're not going to Haiti or um, uh, name another third world country. Uh, Honduras, Honduras. Uh, Nicaragua. You're not going down there and selling these to no. these impoverished people. No. How is this getting taken care of? How is the money coming in? How are you taking care of these kids? We're a 501c3. Okay. Uh, nonprofit, uh, and so what we do is we work off donations, and uh, we work off people saying, "Hey, I'm willing to help change somebody's life." And so when they donate uh, thirty dollars, sends two diapers to a mom and baby in need. Then what we do is we will, in the next three to six months, we will get them delivered, and then after we do that, we will send you back a picture of the family you helped. Wow! We actually capture that moment, and we send it back. Sometimes, look, sometimes that moment. We're all sweating, yeah, and, and they may not be smiling because babies are screaming. Sure, but we capture that moment. That's and We want to send it back. to Amazing. You. So here's what I want to do, because um, the Mark Aram Show listeners are some of the most generous um, tonight. If you donate, uh, is there any way to to mark a donation? Yeah, so they, you could say Mark Aram Show, whatever. Yep, yep, we can do that. If, if you folks donate to Dry Butts um, and and put on there Mark Aram Show, I'll match whatever we get. Wow. For on the show tonight. So if folks want to donate, where can they go to, to do that? It's real simple. Uh, our name is Dry Butts, so they just go to drybutts.com. It's D-R-I-B-U-T-T-S.com. 
and you can uh, real simple. There's a button right on our homepage where you can push donate and uh, and just go ahead and give. And yeah, we'll have a little spot, a little comment section to put you. Uh, they're going to give and specifically with our uh, okay. Mark Aaron. So if if you want to help, this is I, I mean. I was so amazed by this amazing idea that I've actually drug you into the studio because I want to spread the word on this. This is a fantastic thing, and we could you can literally save lives just by providing diapers, which simple is simple diapers. So simple. Um, so it's d r i b u t t s dot com. Yep. Uh, make a donation. Just put Mark Aram in the little comment thing, and whatever you guys donate, I will match because I am just uh, blown away by what uh, Michael and Starla are doing here. Um, drybutts.com, D-R-I-B-U-T-T-S.com. Real quick, we only have about a minute left, Michael and Starla. What's next? What's the next thing you're going to tackle? What's the next big issue you're working on? Well, the the biggest thing that we're trying to do is we're going to be able to we're going to try to put ten thousand diapers uh, on babies' butts in the next year. And so it is a huge challenge for us. We are trying to do that. And then the second thing is we're actually launching a for-profit line. Okay. Uh, it's going to be called either Little Dry Butts or Dry Butts Baby. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what we're going to try to do is we're doing the one-for-one model for sustainability for the long haul. Oh, that's fantastic. And so mamas here in the States can buy a special diaper. And every time you buy a diaper, you we're going to send one to uh, to Haiti or Nicaragua or wherever. You truly are doing God's work, guys. I'm very Thank impressed. You. Thank you so much for coming in. It's drybutts.com, D-R-I-B-U-T-T-S dot com. Um, Michael, Starla, The Walls. Any relation to Ken Wall, the actor, by the way? No, but uh, I you can be an actor. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. Love to like that. Anyway, we got to run. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. in. Hang tight. We'll be right back. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. All right, welcome back to the program. Mark Aram here. Um, yeah, if you can, donate to uh, drybutts.com, and I will match your donation. Uh, and got, let me let me just say up to $1,000, just in case someone out there is um, really wealthy and decides to donate $100,000. Obviously, I can't afford to match that. So I will match donations from Mark Aram Show listeners up to $1,000. So if you guys donate $1,000, I will in turn donate $1,000 to help put um, diapers on the tushies of children in developing nations. So $1,000 cap on the Dry Butts donation. But do, please donate because uh, you just heard uh, from The Walls, a very cool charity, local local organization, and doing great things. And that's just an insane number, 2,200 kids a day. Like That's insane. It's insane. So let's put a stop to that. I will match... Uh, up to $1,000 of your donations, drybutts.com. All right, so after news, weather, and traffic, we're going to come back. We have Rosie Perez and we have Gilbert Godfrey. They're coming up next after news, weather, and traffic. This is The Mark Aram Show. Thanks for listening to The Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet, and it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.